Welcome to Hey Sunshine, the podcast where all of you is welcome. There's no topic too taboo and no topic too woo-woo. These conversations are about inspiring you to open up your mind, your mind's eye, and your heart to all the magic the world has to offer. I'm your host, Shani Timms, so join me today as we dive into another episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Hey Sunshine. Today I am joined by Morgan Farber, and she is a light worker, a mystic, an intuit, past life regression practitioner, Akashic record reader, and she brings so much magic to this world. Her mission is to spread light, raise consciousness, and she's been on a journey really coming back to her or her authentic self and really finding her voice in this world. So today specifically, we're going to dive into the Akashic Records, which I'm so excited about because I've always wanted to learn more on this topic. So Morgan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. Um, so I'd love to kick off uh, our convo today and really open up the container um, just with a question about magic. So what does magic mean to you? I love this question. It's a great question. Um, and I actually have been thinking about that for a moment. Um, yeah. And what I actually came to was the magic is being in the present moment. So the more That's- that I draw myself into the present moment, the more I learn to be present with myself, with my thoughts, with my feelings, with just that really the only moment that we actually truly have, I find so much magic in that. That's amazing. And is there any like principles or rituals you do to really like ground yourself into the present? Um, I am very much a believer in having a morning practice and that changes up, but I do like to do something each day to connect to source. Um, It's a mix of things often, but always some sort of dance or movement. And um, Mm -hmm. I love to just drop into my records, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, I've found that tool to be one of the most supportive and just really asking like, how can I be of service today? And then just being Mm -hmm. present with that and letting that guide me from day to day. Well, I'm so excited to dive into how you actually came to the records. And it was funny. I was chatting to a friend about this and she's like, so is this like an online database? And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, you've got to like (laughs) listen to this episode with Morgan because there's, yeah, I think when people hear it, they think it's something else, Mm -hmm. but I really want to sort of start off by hearing about your story and your journey into your authentic self and how you sort of came to tap into the records. Yeah. Um, So the records found me when I was really going through like my first spiritual awakening. Um, I was living in LA and I thought I had all the things figured out. And then very quickly spirit was like, like, no, you're living very out of alignment actually. And I'm just going to take this all from you very quickly. Um, So I had a friend who I've known since like fifth grade, who was like, I, I, you know, think this might be supportive. She was in a training for Akasha greetings. um, And so she gave me a reading and then also recommended that I go get some Reiki. And so that really catapulted me into activating and opening up to my own gifts. And I've always been very intuitive and very empathic, but without knowing right fully what that was or understanding it. So, um, that one session opened me up to it. And then 
I would say about six months later, I had another session with the same friend. And in that she's like, I've never really recommended anyone to my mentor, but I'm really just feeling like this is something that you need to do. And so I'm one of those people that kind of just goes all in. So I did and I, it felt right. I jumped right into the course with a mentor and I've done a couple levels of it with her since then. Um, but it really is my favorite tool that I have in my toolbox of working with clients and also with myself. It's so, it seems so powerful. And I feel like I really want to wind back a little bit mm -hmm. and just, and you say it's so beautiful. I say Akashic, but you say Akashic, you say it's so much nicer yeah. than me, but what, what, what are the Akashic records? Um, yeah. So it's becoming more of a buzzword, I think, like you're saying some people hear it. Um, I find that people will hear it and then they start to see it appear. So I think it's maybe unconsciously around a lot of us until we're aware of it. Um, I like to best describe the Akashic Records as the book of life or um, the library of your soul. And what it is, is it's a record of every thought, word, action, deed, intention, emotion um, that our soul has had from inception to finality. Within the records, you know, it's kind of all timelines played out simultaneously. So past, present, future. Um, and anything that holds energy holds a record. And so it can be used for so many things. Um, and we can gain so much access and support and knowledge from that record itself. I wish it was a book or a database. I know. I think I feel like it'd be a really cool website if you could be like, what's on today? Yeah. You know, that'd be epic. So when we do speak about reading the Akashic records, like, is this a, is this an energy or a spirit or a frequency that we tap into? Like just for someone who doesn't know what the hell this is, how, yeah. like, how do you read it as such? So it is a frequency that we learn to tap into and everyone has the ability to access their own records. Um, and also I would say access other people's records, but it's similar to uh, like a Reiki practice where everyone can potentially be a Reiki practitioner, right? And do Reiki, um, but there's like attunements that need to happen in order to get you into that frequency or that field or sort of having a teacher or a mentor or support. I know there are some books out there that teach others how to open, um, their records. And I don't want to say that that's wrong or bad or that you can't, but um, it is a frequency to tune into. And um, Archangel Metatron is like the keeper of the Akash. And so just knowing how to safely get yourself there without picking up energy or like leaks can be, um, it can be really important, just the safety of it as well. And I suppose that would be like quite a journey stepping into it because, um, and I don't know if you've had experience with any like malevolent spirits trying to mess with you entering into the Akashic records and perhaps giving you maybe the wrong advice or it, like, is there certain practices you need to do when you're stepping in and really tapping into the records to protect that space? Yeah. And that's why it's important to have the right teacher or someone that you trust. Um, so my my wife, for example, like 
year she she now is a practitioner in the records as well but she could access her records through like dream space mm-hmm. but it's like going kind of through the back door and so it does leave the potential for low vibrational energies or like imposter energy to kind of play into that and so mm-hmm. it's like the process of walking into them and journeying into them and and being attuned to that frequency of the actual akash is really important and when mm-hmm. i open records i do a lot of protecting of the field prior to a call in between calls and then also just when we drop in and just that you know really proclaiming and stating that any information we see receive is of the highest truth and light serving the highest divine plan and then calling in different guides archangel michael to like protect the field from those lower vibrational energies um i have done and do work with like clearing psychic attacks and um like entities from homes and from people and things like that and so that's a little different because you're that that energy is attached to that person or place um but even then it's really creating a sense of safety and and sovereignty in the field yeah and Morgan it's pretty much any work you do with spirit you need to use discernment in who you're calling in and what spirits you're working with and it's you know we do want a level of trust but we also need to use our intuition and our gut to be like okay cool is this the, a benevolent spirit and a spirit that is of the highest good we're calling in and working with so I love that you've touched on that and I think for someone listening being like cool yep I know what it is now. What are the benefits of having an Akashic reading or um, like how can it really help with someone's spiritual or personal growth? Yeah, um, great question. And so um, there's a long list and I'm just going to cover the more common ones that um, come up Um, when you think of it being this record of your soul. There are a lot of common questions around purpose. What is my purpose here? what are my gifts, uh, relational questions. So like finding soulmate, or is this my soulmate? A lot of things around love and relationship, money and abundance, career path and journey. Um, you can tune into health issues or struggles or disease within the body and ask for support and guidance around that. Um, and then, there's also another side to it where we can get answers to those questions but also do healings so i do a lot of healings with past lives um where like fragments of our soul might be stuck in like a a loop or a pattern or belief system in a past experience and so we go to retrieve that part so it's kind of some soul retrieval in that way and then similarly we can work with um the chakra systems to find balance we can work with um parts of the body so or different bodies so emotional spiritual mental physical inner child if there's parts of that that feel out of balance um as i mentioned like dark entities or psychic attacks and then because anything that holds energy holds a record um you can open records of like lost items, or if you're wanting to buy a home and you want to cool. tune into like the land or the house, is this right? So there's, it's, it's kind of this endless possibility space. Um, what I always say is that 
the records really do meet us right where we're at and take us where we really need to go, even if we're maybe not aware of it. It is so fascinating. And I feel like for anyone who's listening that is like just entered, I call it like the woo-woo realm and like just come out of the spiritual closet, like this might be a lot of information for you, but just like sit with it. And it's just, (laughs) I just find this stuff so fascinating. And I suppose my next question, Morgan, is, is about like the free will we have as human beings living out this spiritual experience. So the Akashic record, as you said, is a a record of anything past, um, present and future. So when we turn to the future readings, how much does free will play into what's been recorded as such? I do little inverted commas on that. I love that question too. And I always share that even with my clients who I've been with many times, I always bring this up. Um, So there are certain things that our soul is like predestined for. Maybe it's a contract or some sort of karmic repercussion or something that we're, we're like predestined to in, in certain lifetimes. And I think of them as like these little blips on our timeline, right? And so maybe even no matter what free will choices we make in our human experience, something's going to converge us or bring us back to that that point that we have to experience or the lesson now when we're looking at future timeline and we're in someone's records and maybe asking a question um the way i like to bring it in is that our team of guides our masters teachers loved ones they will always give you like the next steps or two, they're not going to give you 10 or 12, but the next couple mm-hmm. steps in that direction of based on the current path that you're trajected on. Now we have free will. So at any time we might choose differently and maybe that information still pertains to that new path and choice that we made, or maybe it's a little bit skewed or maybe it's entirely different. Um, and so free will does definitely play a role here. And Mm. um, I think it's important for us all to remember that, right? Like that is the significance of being a human being is there, we have free will and we get to choose. I really like that you've pointed out like our lessons are our lessons. Like there's nothing we can do or do wrong that are going to prevent us from going through this because as you said, it's part of our soul contract. And I really love that other point about spirit is only going to tell us what we need to know. So it's not like we're going to be given the 10 steps in the future that is going to confuse the hell out of us and really like mess up our path. It's like, it's like any, like if you're going for a psychic reading or a Reiki session, you're going to get the information you need from that session. And that's what I find is just so powerful for this work. So I want to flick back to your story, Morgan. And I wanted, I want to talk about like how the Akashic records have really helped you in your journey. Were there any sort of like key points or key information that you've received that's really helped your trajectory of growth and development? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started my first course and I was very, my, my mentor is like the, when I first met you, you were just like this butterfly floating around and I would just like tune in when I wanted to, and I was traveling and it was just, life was busy. Um, and one of the first things that you kind of come up against when you're learning to access the records is learning like your strongest way of receiving information. And we all have our Claire's activated our different sensory systems, but oftentimes 
one or two might be a lot stronger. And mine was my claircognizance, which is just like a knowingness. And so yeah. it was really challenging at first of like, am I doing this right? When really there, there's no wrong way, but then also learning how to trust myself. So one of my first most valuable experiences and lessons with my own records was learning how to trust myself and trust my intuition and trust what was coming through. And that just took a lot of just really time and patience and building that foundation of trust within myself. Um, and then as I got into some of the more advanced levels of training and realizing how like many opportunities that this can open up, um, I personally had a very powerful past life experience. And so then I started to realize in all of my practice sessions that I was doing to get my certification that there was a lot of past life energy coming up. Yeah. And so that opened like another layer of me being really connected to past timelines and helping people to see like where they've been and maybe even what they've already learned and how not to kind of keep that cycle going or keep it on repeat or right, maybe we're extremely abundant in a past life and to have that experience and know that your soul is capable of doing that again, if it was capable of doing it before. And so I use it, I, I use my records, I feel like I'm just kind of in them now all of the time um, for everything, for decisions I make in my business. Every time I activate a new course, I like do a ceremony to open its own record and then really okay. use guidance and support of how can I be of service? What information needs to be here? What's really going to reach to those who are needing this at this time? Um, and then I, I'll use it for things as simple as like, is this food nourishing to my body or, you know, like anything like that. And so it's really just become part of everything that I do. And it really seems like an empowerment tool. And it's not like you're using this to lean on for every decision, but it's like, cool, how does it feel in my body? And, and then you have this resource to just check in and, and sort of get that, um, that clarity from the records as well. Yeah. So this is a little weird question that I, that I sort of want to finish on, but what is the weirdest thing that somebody's come to you to read the records of? Um, hmm. <laughs> I, w I don't know if it's weird necessarily. I get a lot, and this is maybe another reflection, but I get a lot of people who are really curious about like twin flame energy. And is Ooh, this my twin yeah. flame? And I personally yeah. don't really resonate with that term in the way mm -hmm. that it's often put out there. I, I mean, I don't think it's bad or wrong, but it's just like the way that I view it is a bit different. Um, Can you touch on what twin flame is just for anyone who's listening? That's like, what the, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, and my, my, this is my personal view of it. Yes, um, but some people see it as like this twin part of their soul, like deeper than even um, a soulmate but someone mm -hmm. who's like their other half. And, and I don't like that separation for me. Um, a twin flame is more of actually like our shadow side. And so we might yeah. meet someone and believe that they're a twin flame, but maybe they're really just here like to show us all of our shadow pieces in mm -hmm. a more tangible way. Um, so yeah, it, it really, people associate it with like a lover or, 
you know, deep, yeah. deep, like passionate connection, those people that you like meet and you're like, I know I've lived lifetimes with you before. But that can also be a soulmate. And I think this is where the line gets blurred. People are like, I've met my twin flame. And I'm like, I don't think you really want to meet your twin flame. Like yeah. it's more for me, that soulmate connection is something that's that's really true. And that's what people are searching for. But they're, they're almost like false labeling a twin flame because it's kind exactly. of got this... Um, glorified love attached to it so um, yeah, yeah thank you so much my struggle with that is that piece because then I've, I've had clients who will stay in partnerships that are actually very toxic and unhealthy but because somewhere at some point someone told them this is your twin flame and then they like feel like they have to stay and so that's the piece that I think gets misinterpreted from time to time yeah I've seen so many memes about that. It's like people staying in toxic relationships because they're like, it is my twin yeah. flame. I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, good luck to you. Yeah, no um, well, Morgan, thank you so much. We've dived into all the things and I could just talk about this forever, but I just really appreciate your time that you've spent with me today. Yeah. Um, and anyone listening that wants to connect in with you and perhaps book a session or maybe do one of your courses, do you have any information about that? Yeah. Um, you can reach me on Instagram. My handle is Akashic double underscore alchemy. Um, and my website is also the same as akashicalchemy.com. Um, yeah, I love to do sessions and, and kind of really tune into support. I do one-on-one -on -one work on a deeper level. And then um, my wife and I are actually launching this summer a certification program to help others learn how to open their own Akasha. Oh my God. Amazing. That is so good. And I've seen you do retreats and like, honestly, just your Instagram page for anyone who's wanting to dive into this work a little bit deeper. There's so much information on there. So I really implore anyone who's listening, definitely head over to Morgan's Instagram. Um, but thank you so much. And I would love to get you on another podcast talking about uh, twin flames and soulmates. So yeah. maybe we'll pencil that in. I would love up. to. Thanks, Morgan. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into Hey Sunshine. I'm so grateful you're coming along on this journey with me. If you've loved this episode, be sure to hit subscribe and share it with a friend or two. If you want to stay in touch, head to shani.tims on Instagram and say hey.